Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Spurs is a daily podcast covering the San Antonio Spurs. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Audioboom, and many more. Locked On Spurs will be there waiting for all Spurs fans, whether it be on your daily commute, lunch hour, or whenever you have time, Locked On Spurs will bring you the latest on the silver and black. Now, let's talk some Spurs. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host once again, Jeff Garcia, and thanks for tuning in, pressing play, and taking a listen as you and I are about to talk everything silver and black. So once again, welcome back. And and by the way, real quick, I just want to bring this up real quick. If there's any out there, uh, local um, I guess businesses out in San Antonio or wherever, and you're looking to sponsor Locked On Spurs, email me at jeffgarcia74. I'd love to talk to you and find out uh, what you have to uh, say about becoming a sponsor here on LOS. And with the playoffs kicking off soon, what better time to get the name of your business, your item, your company, whatever out there than on Locked On Spurs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And with that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into tonight's topic or today's topic. And it's simply this. Look, the season is winding down. There's only just a handful of games for your San Antonio Spurs before the real season kicks off uh, soon, like next weekend. And the Spurs, more than likely, will face the Memphis Grizzlies. That's pretty much a lock. And um, that's who they're going to be facing off in the first round. A feisty team. Uh, These two teams split in the regular season. So it's going to be a great game, but um, that's for a later show. That's for a future show. We we will break down that matchup, but I want to start taking a look back. So uh, on today's show, I want to go back and um, to the very beginning of this season. I'm talking in the off season, summer league, the uh, free agency period, training camp, preseason games. I want to go that far back, and um, I gotta I gotta be a man about this and uh, apologize. I got to apologize uh, for a few things that I doubted about your San Antonio Spurs and um, did not think at this moment they would be 60 and 18 and 60 win season, back-to-back 60 win season, top of the division, top of the standings in the West, number two overall, poised to make another postseason run, at least a deep one. Uh, and hopefully they'll get title number six in franchise history. But yeah, so I have a few apologies to make 
for the San Antonio Spurs. And uh, let me start off with the first one. I am sorry, David Lee. Yeah, I'm sorry. David Lee, heading into this season, did not think that he would be a good pickup at all. I thought he was undersized. That's not what the Spurs needed. They needed to get bigger. And by bigger, I mean height and, and obviously size. And let alone, you know, here comes David Lee, who's coming off a horrible time in Boston. Not such a great time off the bench for uh, the Mavericks. He comes in and uh, he's new blood thinking, oh, God, you know, he's not part of the youth movement. Why are the Spurs getting older? They should they should get younger and why are they going off, off after a guy? Why did they sign a guy whose uh, best seasons are in his in his past days, like in New York or in Golden State? Little did I know, and that's why I'm not the GM of the Spurs, that David Lee would pan out and become quite an effective player for the Spurs off the bench and at times in spot um, time as a starter when LaMarcus was out or let's say Kawhi was out or whoever was out, he would come in and fill in nicely. Look. Off the bench, he's averaging 7.3 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 1.5 assists. Uh, He's averaging about 18 and a half minutes, and he's shooting 61% from the field. Wow. He appeared in 74 games with 10 starts. As I mentioned, he's shooting 61% from the field and 71% from the free throw line. He had a uh, season high. Uh, in points, 18 versus Sacramento. He had 16 a season high versus Denver. Uh, he just did it all. He, he has toughness, his ability to get the offensive rebound, something the Spurs lacked, and they got it with him. He has just been a force for the San Antonio Spurs off the bench. And not to mention, he brings in a nice energy into the locker room, a nice energy on the bench. You see him cheering for whoever's on the floor at the time. You see him uh, not backing down, playing very, very tough physical. Something the Spurs need in the paint. And there's David Lee doing the dirty work that the Spurs definitely needed. You know, my apologies right off the bat, David Lee. I mean, I think that's the biggest apology you got to make on this show. I did not think he'd make such an impact in his first season with the Spurs. And he's going to be quite valuable in the postseason. He's uh, gone deep in the postseason. I think he's won a title. With the Warriors, he's um, he's just he's just exactly what the Spurs did. He is a prototypical Spur. And, you know, I look back in his New York days, and I remember every time where he had a possibility of being a free agent, I would want him. I was saying, hopefully the Spurs would go get him. And when it never panned out, it kind of fell by the wayside. And then here he is, lo and behold, years later, coming back to the, uh, uh, to coming to the Spurs in his 12th season and doing damage off the bench. He... Is just um, he's just he's just been great. I mean, it's, what can I say? What can I say? I mean, you look look at his last uh, a few games, uh, not including the uh, Lakers' uh, loss to the uh, to, uh, Spurs' loss to the Lakers. You know, he had what eight versus uh, Golden State, his former team. He had eight for, at Oklahoma City. Yeah, he had <clears throat> excuse me five rebounds versus Cleveland. He had uh, you, you just you just look down. I mean, sorry, six rebounds versus Cleveland. This guy's just been great and uh, couldn't think of a quite a player who would accept his role as he has and just go in and do what he needs to do whenever he gets the call. And speaking of when he got the call, 
whenever he did uh, end up starting for the Spurs, uh, he did that in 10 games, and he produced. He averaged 11.8 points per game as a starter. He averaged 1.7 assists as a starter, 9 rebounds as a starter, shot six, well, 70, 70% as a starter. And with him on the floor as a starter, he was uh, a plus 6.7 for the Spurs. Not to say anything that he didn't do great off the bench because he was quite effective, but man, when he got the minutes, he definitely made the best of it. So, yeah, looking back, my apologies, David Lee. Uh, I owe you uh, a big one, a big apology, because he's uh, made me a believer that despite his uh, advanced age, quote-unquote, for NBA standards, he's only 33, after 12 seasons, um, yeah, he's he's still effective. I mean, you got to look at what else he's been doing. He has a defensive rating of 99.4. Uh, he has a net rating of 11.1. So, my good, he's definitely making it the Spurs bench that much more stronger. As you and I know, the Spurs bench are tops in the league and in uh, various categories, assist and, and scoring, and they're, they're, they're right up there. And he definitely leads the charge uh, for San Antonio. You gotta you gotta love everything that he's been doing for the Spurs. Mentioned the points, mentioned his defensive rating, which was shocking. I did not think he'd be that great of a defensive player. He never was known for that, but you plug him into the Spurs system and that defensive mindset that the Spurs Im- implement, and he has been quite effective on both ends of the court. And you just gotta like that. Uh, uh, the rebounding, you know, he's almost averaging, what, two offensive rebounds per game, which are vital for San Antonio, 3.7 defensive rebounds. So overall, my apologies, David Lee, my bad. Uh, yeah, so there goes my first apology as I look back on the season that's about to wrap up in a few days. All right, for my second apology, I just want to apologize. Spurs defense. I'm sorry, Spurs defense. I did not think that the Spurs defense would be ranking up there in the NBA as as far as the defensive stats are concerned. So let's go ahead and dive right into some of the uh, Spurs defensive numbers uh, quickly. But, you you know, before I dive into that, I'm sorry. You you know, I got to expand on this. Look, you lose Tim Duncan, big piece on the defensive end. He was the anchor for San Antonio's uh, defensively. And you bring in a bunch of new players like David Lee, who didn't come in with a reputation of defense. Pal Gasol is another one. You're looking at uh, Tony Parker, who can can be a liability on the, the defensive end, uh, and so on and so forth. And you're thinking you're meshing a bunch of other all these players brand new into a system like Bertans, like Murray, and and like Forbes. And you think that the perhaps the defense is going to slip. You knew offensively they would do it. Yes, and of course, Kawhi Leonard is there. Yeah, but he can't do it all by himself. But you with a meshing of new players, new bigs into the system, you got Dwayne Dedman on there. The Spurs defense has been tops in the uh, league throughout the season. You know, look at some of the numbers. The Spurs, uh, as of right now, they're second in blocks per game at six a game. That's great. <laughs> it's just wonderful. Uh, the Spurs defensively, they have a uh, rating of 100.8. Again, good for some of the best in the league. They're second in opponents' points per game. I believe holding them to uh, holding them being the opposing teams to about uh, let's take a look about 98.2 points per game, which is uh, again mentioned good for second in the NBA, right behind Utah's 96.5 opponents' points per game. And 
you know the the just what they were just weren't able to do defensively. Yeah, I mean they tend to have some slips every now and then, but that the defense has always been predicated first. It's, it's always been the first thing that this team is going to uh, develop and grow as. And uh, here they are still getting it done. You, you know, kudos to Pop. Kudos to the guys to bind into the defense first mindset because the Spurs are going to have to win a, a championship and it's going to have to start on the defensive end. There's no way you're going to run with, uh, say, a Warriors if they do meet in the late in the postseason. You have to try to shut them down, and the defense is going to be key, even against a team like the Grizzlies, who they're going to face in the opening round more than likely. They're going to have to play defense, and Memphis doesn't back down. The Spurs shouldn't be able to back down as well. You know, in this day and age of the NBA where it's three-point happy, the Spurs were able to hold opposing teams to 34% shooting from deep. Got to like that as well. They're... They're, they're just still bringing that defense despite losing a huge anchor. Tim Duncan did not see this coming. Thought the Spurs defense would slip. Didn't think uh, that they can do this. I thought they'd be a more offensive-minded team. They are, but you know they still can get it done on the defensive end. So my apology, Spurs defense. And I guess my final apology as this season is wrapping up. Yes, I know there's a few games left. The Clippers and they go on the mini road trip to close out the season. You got the Blazers and the Jazz still. But, hey, might as well get ready for the uh, real season. So let's get this out of the way. And, frankly, I do want to get my apologies out of the way, too. Because I know some of y'all are going to bring it up to my attention that, hey, didn't you say the Spurs defense would suffer? Well, how about it now? Yeah, exactly. So that's why I apologize to the Spurs defense. All right, and my final is uh, apology is I I'm sorry, Spurs system. The system once again proves that it works. As I mentioned before, you they the Spurs brought in a bevy of new players, and you know who they are. You lose Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard is now the focal point. Lamarcus is just in the second season as a Spur. You got Pau Gasol in his rookie season with San Antonio, even though he's been playing for quite some time. You have an aged Manu. You have uh, Tony Parker, who thought his uh, best days were behind him, and maybe they are, but he's still proven he can't be effective from time to time. But the system is still there, and the system is showing that it works. New components, new members, new plays, new centerpiece, and voila. 60 win season so far. Guess what? Second best record in the NBA, let alone the Western Conference. Guess what? Prime to and poised to make another deep uh, postseason run in that chase for title number six. Guess what? The defense is still there, as I mentioned in my uh, second apology. Guess what? Kawhi Leonard just blossomed under the Spurs system as they turned to him and it made him an MVP candidate this season. So, you know, just when I doubted the Spurs system and I thought that they would not get another 60-win season, I thought they'd get a 50-win season, but not a 60-win season. So uh, I, um, I've i learned a big lesson, and it's simply this. Do not doubt the Spurs system. So my apology, Popovich, uh, Buford, uh, ownership, and roster. Uh, yeah, that system is uh, quite potent in San Antonio. 
Well, with that, those are my uh, apologies as the season is about to wrap up. But I'd love to hear what you have to say. Do you agree with me? Do you think uh, maybe uh, some of us were on the same page that David Lee was not going to pan out? The Spurs defense was going to suffer. The system may not work as well without Tim Duncan. Let me know. Email me at JeffGarcia74. I love what you hear, what you have to say. And with that, I'm going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. 